conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. It's 24 minutes after 3 o'clock. In conversation next with Victor Homoswana, author of Africa is Open for Business and also Marketing and Communications Director at the University of Limpopo. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has commenced her 10-day trip to Africa as Washington looks to deepen economic ties with the continent. A visit follows that of China's new foreign minister, Quinn Gang, who also visited five African countries last week to strengthen China-Africa relations. So I guess the key question is... Why now and why visit Senegal, Zambia, as well as South Africa? Victor, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. What do you make of this visit? And also, um, we are told that uh, Joe Biden, as well as Kamala Harris, would be coming to the continent as well this year. Good afternoon, Captain Aldrin. It's, it's inevitable. International relations, diplomatic relations, especially if you're a superpower like America, but a superpower that's losing ground to China, you have to do something. It's, it's a marketing trip because you have to maintain the kind of presence and visibility. But remember that Donald Trump, when he was president, really sullied the relationships between China, I mean, between the U.S. and Africa. And remember, he was fighting China using Africa as a proxy. Mm. He expected African countries to fight his battle. So with what has been happening, America needing to at least hold on to that number one spot as the world's largest economy, but knowing that its trade pales compared to what China is. China trade with Africa is over $250 billion. It went up Eldrin by 35% even during the year of COVID. Mm. It just gives you an idea of how big this is. So it's part of diplomatic relations. Why South Africa? South Africa is still the gateway to the world and it's also a member of BRICS. Remember that it's going to be hosting the, it's going to be chairing the BRICS business. Zambia is one of the most indebted countries in Africa, and they owe a lot of money to China. And it's next to the DRC, which is where the cobalt and all the minerals that go into into cell phones and all kinds of electronics in in lithium-ion batteries. And and what is it? Senegal. The president of of Senegal is the is the, the chair of the African Union. So I would suppose, apart from it being that landing spot or the springboard on West African coast, it is a very good place to be in. Also, not to leave out Francophone Africa when when you visit the continent, because France is aggressive about its relations as well with the continent. Yeah, and if we look at the relationship between Africa as well as the U.S. last year, last year in December there was the Africa-U.S. Leaders Summit that was taking place, and there was a pledge of that 55 billion rand investment. Is that big enough to convince African countries to continue a relationship or to even? hone that relationship further with um, with the U.S. or would they be persuaded to continue with China? Because China's also pushing aggressively. Look, in the end, it's about trade. China is exporting a lot of electronic equipment made with African minerals. And I'm talking over $150 billion. So that $254 billion that I'm talking about in trade between Africa and China, $150 billion upward of it is made of imports from China in African countries. So there's no way the U.S. is going to catch China because cheap goods, affordable goods are made in China. And there's no way that Apple, even Apple is made in China. Mm. So 
you, you are not going to be able to catch that. But at least they know that if they can hold the control of some of the institutions, they still have the IMF, they still have the World Bank. If they can build relationships with these heavily indebted countries, they can start talking bailouts for them. They can start talking relief or even making them even more indebted by committing them to more IF loans mm. and just ensuring their position. But on the back of that, they can then negotiate deals for American corporations, which are still world-class corporations after all. And but looking in China, I don't think so. You speak about the debt that Zambia has, 100% to its GDP, um, yeah. and also HH. Some, and also remember <laughs> that HH has his new dawn as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is a, actually, I do have faith in HH, yeah. the president of, of, of Zambia. He, he's a businessman, and you are right. The World Bank, Eldrin, recommends you shouldn't go over 50% of your GDP. So Zambia is just in a real bind. But he has been making the right moves, attracting the right kind of investment. So maybe this is another credit yeah. to him that he you remember Zambian the Zambian quarter was the best performing currency last year and it was mainly thanks to the new president and his policies. Let's quickly speak about energy. Quite a buzzword or buzz phrase globally <laughs> now at the WEF as well. Um, yeah. do you think that Yellen will try to push South Africa again? To to addition, transition yeah. just transition with with the transition because now what we what what we're noticing of course with the increased power and influence that the likes of Gwede Mandashe has over President Cyril Ramaphosa as well and mm. where his views are around fossil fuel versus the transition the just transition that we've signed. Sure, you know what I hate about America is they can sell you a lot of air. But by that I mean they can come in and sell you consulting services. They can come and say to you, we can help you with policies, we can bring our consultants who are going to work, we can even help you raise some of the capital for the transition, just transition, when all they're doing is to line up. They have lots of energy companies that they're trying to promote, granted. But I hate the fact that they can bring consultants here that in the end, that money they say they pledged, Aldrin, can end up going to the U.S. in the form of U.S. consultants or people who are not African. So I'm not always excited when I hear a pledge because I I want to know what it is made of, but they will be trying to push that, which is an unfair thing to Africans, to tell them to move away from coal when our contribution to this pollution and carbonization is not nearly as high as what these industrialized countries have done. I'm really annoyed by this just transition conversation because I know it's not being fair to Africa when it is trying to develop, which has got a lot of coal, and then you ask them to move from, you should help them to move gradually. But this just transition conversation is making me very nervous. Thank you so much for your time. That is Victor Homoesuana, author of Africa is Open for Business and also Marketing and Communications Director at the University of Limpopo. It's time for the news headlines.